Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive-through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. Throw balls far. You want good words? Data languages. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be all, end all, know it all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Paul Jones drug Tuesday out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. we got all kinds of stuff we can get into. We can wrap up the PGA Championship, kind of give you our complete thoughts on what happened over the weekend with Brooks Kepka and another major championship win, Michael Block, and the star that he's become. Just... Uh, it was a cool weekend, so we can uh, just kind of put a bow on that. Look forward to hearing about a month and a half or so, a month, well, about a well, less than a month for the U.S. Open at L.A. Country Club, which is, of course, I've never seen in the national eye. So that'll be fun. It'll be fun to kind of see a new course. Felt like Oak Hill was a little bit new. I know it hadn't been there in 10 years, and they made a bunch of changes since they had. So that was fun, and L.A. Country Club ought to be the same way. Uh, yesterday, ESPN put out a list of the top 75 college quarterbacks of the 2000s. I want to repeat that. ESPN put out a list of the top 75 college quarterbacks of the 2000s. And there's people that are mad at who's number one. So if you're mad at who's number one, you have to have a replacement. And in my mind... There's only one guy that you can replace him with, and he's not near the top. He's he's down quite a bit in the top ten. So we'll tell you who was number one. I've got a trivia question that goes along with this list, Jared. Do you know who the all-time career passing yardage leader in the Power Five is? Uh, what what? In the World War after post World War Two? Or? Well, yeah, when they yeah. actually threw the ball. It's, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you know who the all-time career passing yardage leader in the Power Five? I do not. I do not. I'll tell you who it is. I think it, I think it might surprise some people <clears throat> at who that name is. So we'll go through that list a little bit. NBA playoffs. Anybody sad LeBron got swept? My phone was blowing up. Sweep, sweep. Bye, LeBron. Is there, one of my favorite things in sports is watching LeBron walk off the court like a petulant child every time he gets beat in a series. The only reason he stopped and said anything to Jokic is because Jokic was right in his way. Like you know, he, he had to cross paths with him, and then he just stomped off like a little kid. And now after it's over, once again, it's all about LeBron. It's all about L.A. 
don't worry about the team that might be the best in the league and proving to be right now. They just swept them right out of the playoffs with Jokic. Man, that Jokic is awesome. If you don't get to watch him or you don't choose to watch him a lot, you just don't see a dude that looks like that be able to do the things that he can do. Man, he's he's good. So that's fun. Miami with a chance to sweep Boston out of here tonight. What are the odds? I, I'm, just think of that. Boston and L.A. both swept in the same conference finals in the same year, or in the conference finals in the same year. That doesn't seem right. And then I have a question right off the top, Jared, that might uh, – it's just one of those – if there's if there's ever a question where there's no loser, I think it's this one. But I'll ask you right as we come back. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That's 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime right in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple of ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to KADSAM.com or download the app. The app's got it all. It's got radio. It's got the Penny News. Brand new edition of that Penny News will hit the website tonight at midnight. ThePennyNews.com. Of course, Big Elk and Paragon TV are there when the high school sports are rolling. And the Skinny on Sports podcast is available if you miss the show entirely. You can go back and check it out anywhere a podcast drops. How are you today, Jared? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. So I walk in and, you know, it's it's always such a pleasant surprise on a Tuesday or a Thursday when you forget yeah. that it's Tuesday or Thursday. And our friends across the street, Evan and Montana at Big Splash Burgers, have a, that white plastic sack and you go, oh, yes. You know, a lot of times you don't pay – I don't eat breakfast hardly – ever at home but i'm always kind of by the time get here like golly i'm kind of hungry and then oh yeah it's tuesday bam there it is so today maybe my favorite thing they bring over is the toasters those are good i had one those are real good okay so and i don't and and honestly it doesn't bother i just grab one and move on every time though i'm secretly hoping that when i crack open you know it's it's almost a little bit like when you watch uh, Charlie Bucket nah. try to find when he's opening up a, a candy bar and he's hoping that there's the golden ticket in there, yeah, I'm kind of opening that up, and I'm secretly hoping that there's sausage in there and not bacon. Just so, because you like it better, or you want to change it up, or a little variety? Why? Okay, so here's what here's why I have sausage or bacon. Because if you're just gonna tell me, okay, Aaron. Eat one, just on its own. Mm-hmm. I will pick bacon one hundred out of a hundred times over sausage. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to put it on a sandwich, or if you're going to put it on a biscuit, or even if you're going to put it inside a burrito, I'm taking sausage a hundred out of a hundred. So what say you? Sausage or bacon? Yes. Yeah. Well, yes <laughs> is the right answer. But do you have? I mean. Oh, man, they're both great. Uh, but I'm a bacon guy. I like bacon. See, if, if I'm with you, if I'm doing the same thing, if there's one bacon on one side and so I'm grabbing, I'm going for the bacon first. No offense, sausage, but I like the bacon. So, see, okay, so what did you get this time? Uh, bacon. You got a bacon? Yeah, I got a bacon. Now, do you go? But I was like you. I wasn't opening it to see what it was. So, you I go nose and through them? No, I just grabbed and went. So, that because you're a winner either way. If I open it up and it was sausage, okay, fine. I'll eat that too. But um, bacon, if you're giving me a, if I have to make a decision, it's bacon. 
It's bacon all day, yeah. every day, no matter what you're doing. Yeah. In a, in a in a sandwich, in a burrito, or just on your plate. Yeah. You're taking bacon. I mean, it's especially good on a burger. I did that Sunday night. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever had a sausage on a burger. No, no, no. Now, I think there is... Bacon a, pairs well with a lot of things. I, I think... <laughs> sausage, uh... I think there's a, a place, Oklahoma City and Tulsa, that they make their burger half beef, half sausage. Interesting. <clears throat> it's supposed to... I mean, in, in some lists, you see it's the best burger in Oklahoma. Interesting. I've never had one. Well, I should check that out. Yeah. To find out where that's at. Sounds okay. really good. So you're baking through and through. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a fence rider on this one. I want, a, I, I want a sausage toaster, but I want it just a piece of bacon. You know the, you know the well, best why thing? Why not better? Or why not ba- both? Both. See, now when I had the luxury of walking behind the counter to, uh, well, essentially cook my own breakfast if I happened to it, go it, by a yeah. certain establishment in town a few years back, when I got a biscuit out, I would put both on there. Sausage and bacon. I bet your dad didn't like that. I bet he was like, don't let anyone else see you do that. No, he made me go back there and do it. I'm no, not I know, but, meant, but but if you came out to the front <coughs> oh, with that you mean, sandwich, yeah, I had to wrap go, it up. oh, pretty, I want what that guy has. I had to wrap it up pretty quick. Yeah. Don't let anybody see. Of course, by the time, you know, when I was there, it was just the one table there of his buddies that probably would have made him cook it, and that would have been funny. But uh, <laughs> anyhow. That's good stuff. Yeah, here goes. Everything's better with bacon. I, I think that, I, I, don't you feel like most people would choose bacon? I do. I do too. I do. I feel like because most people are bacon because people. that statement rings true. Because you you can put you could chop up bacon, <clears> and <throat> sprinkle it on your salad. You could put it on your burger, on a sandwich. It, you can't do that with sausage. Yeah, there's some things sausage just doesn't sausage belong. Sausage is more for the breakfast. Bacon you can put with everything, all meals. Shoot, I've even seen it put on ice cream. I'm not going to go that far. I've seen it. I've eaten it on a donut, and it's. Awesome. On a donut, yes. Oh, here but yeah, if you're asking me what I'm going to choose between the two, I probably would lean the bacon. Our way. beef man says, I tried half hamburger, half blue and gold, expecting greatness, and it flopped for oh, me. Oh, wow. We have to figure out how they're doing that over there in the city. Oh, here you go. The breakfast baconator has both and a lot of, and a lot of bacon. No, over there at Wendy's, it just makes a lot of sense to get breakfast because they seem to have perfected the bacon yeah they put it the baconator burger i I can never not order that when i go there so it makes sense that they make a good breakfast sandwich with bacon but i need to try that one with the sausage that sounds good there you go what about hot links is that sausage is that brats is it kind of its own thing i think it's its own thing it's not sausage i think it's more in the brats family yeah I like a good jalapeno oh, cheese yeah. sausage. Oh, yeah. That's good, too. I like that. Yeah. Try bacon on pecan pie. I love pecan pie. Nah, not me. You don't love pecan pie? Nah, I'm not Boy, a pecan pie fan. I know I'm weird. I'm the one guy at Thanksgiving not, that's not eating that. Yeah, sausage goes well in cheese dip. That is a hundred percent a fact. Very true. That that may be the one. You know, of all the things we've talked about here, that might be the one where sausage plays better than bacon. That's good. That's There's good not one. very many of those. That's a good one. Everybody knows the cheese dip. You tend to forget that it's actually in there. You know, you're getting the 
the the plethora of taste and mainly cheese, but w- with the hint mm. of the of everything else in there. And you forget about the sausage balls. Yeah, that's a good one too. That's a very good one. Those are good for uh, you know game watching appetizers. Oh yeah, yeah, easy to make. I think it's safe to say Jared might be a sausage over bacon guy here. Well, I'm I'm starting Not to you. remember oh Jared Broadman yeah. on our yeah. text. Yeah. I think he's a sausage over bacon guy. Yeah. Well good. Good deal. Uh, hey, you know what? I, I I didn't think I was gonna be able to do it. Got your yard mode? I mowed the lawn. It was like there was a wall on the west side of Canute where the rain just sprinkled just a little bit, but it wasn't a mm-hmm. downpour. Like I was like, I'm just my goal was okay, just mow it. Get everything mowed. You can weed eat tomorrow. And then, yeah, and then I was done mowing. I was like, okay, <clears throat> let's let's get the weed eater out. Let's go. So I got the weed eater. Okay, let's get the blower going. Mm-hmm. Blower gave me trouble. I walked away from it, ate dinner, came back, got the blower going. I got it all done. Very nice. Did not. And it was not hot. It I, wasn't promising when you left here. No, it wasn't. Looked like it was going to be raining before you even got home. I picked up my girl. I had to go out and get the girls and. You know, it's summertime now, so they're staying with the babysitters, kind of a little bit out of town. And I'm thinking, this isn't happening. Took Katie to basketball practice, hearing thunder while I do it, thinking, this isn't going to happen tonight. Just kind of moseying down to the southeast. I got home, and Allie said, get on the mow. <laughs> so, okay, we'll see what happens. It was nice. Got it done. Yep. Congratulations. Beautiful, beautiful lawn for about four days before it starts <laughs> it's gonna be too tall again because it's rain man and we got rain in the forecast pretty much all week on again off again so did it come over here do you know did it come your way out there you know i, w- <clears throat> I had to go out to uh to get groceries and stuff out at the at wally world uh-huh and as soon as i got out of there uh kara texted me that i needed to go pick up wyatt at his buddy's house, which is just up the street from here. So I went and got him, and then we took off down Pioneer. It's right in front of the station here, down mm-hmm. Pioneer. Mm-hmm. And we literally got to the stop sign, and you could see that it was raining to the south. But by the time we got to 20th, it's kind of done. So it was just got, like there was just a little rain band at that point in yeah. time, right in between uh, 7th Street and 20th Street out here um, in front of the station. So it, it rained a little bit then. I didn't really... I didn't, I'll be honest with you, I didn't go outside much once I got to the house. So uh, I never noticed it raining, but the, the pavement was wet. So it must have rained out there at some point um, before I got home. But yeah, it was, uh, it was nice. Man, how, I mean, it's almost, it's like three days and today looks pretty good too. Some of the nicest days in a row you can ever have in Oklahoma. We're going to pay for it later though. You know we are. Well, it's supposed to stay kind of mild and wet through part of june it's gonna hit us the heat wave's coming it's inevitable we're gonna we're gonna be sitting in july going oh my goodness i miss that nice cool late may weather we had absolutely usually that's how it works i mean it'll turn on a dime but i'll take it what right now you know i saw one of the local stations was all of a sudden now i watched the weather (laughs) um on Sunday, he had a graphic up, and this may just be in Oklahoma City because I feel like it's gotten to 90 out here at least a day or two so far on one of those kind of pop-up hot days. Yeah. But at least in Oklahoma City, it had not been 90 degrees yet. 
and like the latest, the average was at the first of May. The latest ever was like July the fifth for Man, the first ninety degree day. I don't know if I believe that. It felt like up in, well, we were in Edmond, so maybe that doesn't count. Up there for the quarterfinal and semifinal on that day. Those days, uh, baseball. Oh yeah, yeah. Felt hot that day. Yeah, that Friday did. But uh, you know what? I looked at my. I remember looking, or when we got back in the car, it was like eighty six. Is what the car maybe said. Yeah, it was, yeah, right, it was maybe, a little bit later, but maybe it was closer to the higher eighties, and it didn't break ninety. Of course, you know humidity helps it with the way that it was feels. that day. Anyway. It was a little humid because I think rain, well, rain did come through that night before. But uh, no, that's, yeah, I mean. I'm enjoying this. I was telling my wife this morning. She, you know, we we're talking about how nice it was and how, you know, glad we're getting all this rain. I said, "Yeah, this is great, but it's going to green up. We're going to get a lot of growth out there in the fields and stuff, and then it's going to just stop. It's going to dry up. We're going to have to deal with some fire weather next spring. I'm knocking on wood, hoping that doesn't happen. Hopefully, we get consistent rain between now and then. Working on a programming note here. Hmm. Hmm." Thursday. Okay. Hopefully that's, we can have it here. And break. Have it here shortly. Okay. Uh, last can night. break some news. Something happened last night. You know it. What is that? I mean, a word is out. About a certain coach, assistant uh, baseball coach at Elk City. Is well, that what you're talking about? I don't know if that side is out, okay. but the, the uh, head baseball coach at Canute mm-hmm. has resigned. Moved on. So... Had a meeting with his players last night. Had a few texts come my way from some parents. Yeah. So, uh, Taylor Varnell moving on. May not be the same guy. Sorry? May not be the same guy we're talking about. <laughs> you said you don't know if that part's out. No, I don't know if it's an official announcement on, on yeah, another side. Yeah. But, anyway, so that's pretty much public now. But had a good run. One year, two state tournaments. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. So, that job's open. I wonder where they go. What direction? Still working on my co-host for Thursday. <laughs> At least for a segment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I think it's it's going to be a good thing. That unfortunate news for Canute might be a good thing for Elk City mm. when it comes to arms and on the mound and, and that kind of thing. So uh, it's, it's has it not been kind of a crazy week and a half or so? You don't. We don't normally talk about the high school coaching carousel all that much, but man, there's been a lot of things rolling around. Yeah, I can't confirm it. And I was trying to look, but we don't have a lot of listeners. Uh, we used to. We don't need more up in Woodward. But I'm told that Woodward has hired uh, a new boys basketball coach. I'm trying to confirm who she is. Yeah, that's pretty wild. It is wild. By the way, programming note, 9 a.m., 9 a.m. Thursday, Jared, you will have a guest. Great. And his name will be Zach Maynard, head football coach of Elk City. We got the uh, Elk City's got their spring game coming up on Thursday, so Coach Maynard's going to stop by right at the top of the show to give you some details about what's going on uh, with the spring game on Thursday, so we appreciate his time. I'll be at the Firefighters Golf Tournament, so I will not be here. I've been whisked away. Well, that's all right. By the powers that be to be in the Firefighters Golf Tournament, which would be fun. We went out there last year and played in that. 
What time are you teeing off? 8.30. You think you can get it in before 1? 8.30, why? Yeah, I'll be pushing it. Rain? Well, 60% chance after 1 p.m. Yeah, hopefully. It'll be, uh, you know what, it was kind of... I'm finding that you got to go mornings, and if you hurry, you get can done. get it done before bad weather, before this rainy stuff comes in. That's when the pattern has been. It's about mid-afternoon. Yeah, it really has. Some Between 2 and 5, it yeah. feels like. I think you'll be okay. So, anyhow... Coach Maynard will be here to talk about the spring game, talk about what his Elks have done here since the uh, semifinal season of a year ago, preparing for another good run coming up next fall. Are you sad that uh, we don't get to see LeBron play? Maybe anymore? Is that a serious question? No. I'm just asking. You're not sad? No. If that was his last no, game, would you I, be sad without no, knowing it? No, but it's not going to be his last Is game. Is there any chance we wouldn't know it was his last game? No. He's going to – he – don't you love his post-game comments? Don't you love it? Hey, let's just continue to talk about me between now and next season. Let's speculate the entire summer about my future. I love the attention. That's that's LeBron in a nutshell. He's kind of on the Aaron Rodgers train at the moment. Right. He loves this. He <clears throat> loves it. He absolutely loves it. And it, No, he's not going to quit. Uh, just hearing it uh, this morning – he has one more year on his contract with L.A., a player option the next year. This is all time and out for him to play with Bronny. Bronny, yeah. Bronny is going to go to USC for one year. Then he'll declare, and whoever drafts him, LeBron's going to go there. Last, and, and it's that's the me. yeah that's that's the biggest that question for me. Where's Le, where's Bronny going to go? And, what if Bronny's a complete flop at USC this year? doesn't matter his name's bigger than his game yeah but at some point some point some gm's gonna go i'm not doing this well no because you're not, not getting, getting you're not getting guy. lebron you're getting 40 year old lebron right exactly that's where i was going i'm not <clears throat> I, this guy's a, a flop i'm not getting him to get an old man right even though i mean last i mean that's again, a lose-lose situation you can see then you gotta pay him at times I mean, they're, they're, it just doesn't happen as often. But last night, he was awesome. 31 in the first half, ended up 15 of 25, 4 of 7 from 3 for 40 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. LeBron was great. Anthony Davis didn't show up, it didn't feel like. Even though he had 21 and 14, it just didn't seem like AD was all that engaged in that game. And then on the other side, dude, watching Jokic play is so amazing. It doesn't even look like he jumps over a piece of paper at any point in the game. But then he'll get a he'll get a defensive rebound, take off down the floor as kind of the point center. I don't know if have we have there been many point centers out there in the history of the game. No, it's refreshing though to oh, see man, a big man or, move like that. He'll get a rebound and he's immediately kind of you know looking for that outlet up the floor to mm-hmm. get something started. Mm-hmm. He he's just man, he's good. Aaron Gordon for the first time in the series was really good last night. Uh, blocked the shot at the very end there after Murray got his hand on the ball with LeBron trying to go to the rim. Uh, Gordon swatted it away. Three of five from three at twenty two. Both sides um, had all their starters in double figures. Neither side got much off the bench. LA got ten points, whereas Denver got eight. But it was a game, and I think you see this in the NBA. On the Denver side and on the LA side, when it's a game like that, your stars have to be the one that win it. And I thought LeBron was great, so was Murray and Jokic, and it was just a it was a fun game to watch. It looked like LA kind of had that last 
effort in them at halftime, up 15. And then the third quarter switched everything. Denver came out, uh, went on like an 11-2 run to get right back in it immediately. Uh, outscored LA 36-16 in the third to take a lead into the fourth quarter and then held on at the end. And so they sweep the Lakers out of the playoffs, 113-111. Now they get to wait till next Thursday. What are we going to do if Miami wins tonight? Everybody's going to be sitting around twiddling their thumbs, waiting for a week and a half for the finals to start. Well, we'll talk more about LeBron. That's what we'll do. <laughs> about his future. <clears throat> no, uh, they're going to do it. Between now and next Thursday, the uh, TV guys are going to try to figure out how to make this uh, a watchable series. Well, to the masses, you know, that's outside right. of people from Miami and Denver. So, and here's the truth. I understand why you say that, and it's true because it was. It's not going to be Boston and L.A. But I get that Miami style kind of grates on you. But I think Denver Miami is would is going to be a better played series than Boston and L.A. would have been. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you, I agree with it, that. Let's say you go seven games, you get like three good LeBron games, four mediocre LeBron games because he's so old. You're going to get all of Jokic every game. You're going to get all of Murray every game. You're going to get all of Bam and Jimmy Butler. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I know it's not the marquee names. I know the the networks are furious about what's happening here. But at the end of the day, I think if people will just watch. It'll be more entertaining than it would have been for the two coastal powers to play each other. Is it refreshing that it's potentially not super teams going up or trios of you know what I mean? Is it refreshing to see this come? This you know I mean, Jokic and Murray are a great pairing. I think the Jokic he's he's on the cusp of a being you know if he wins a title, put him up. I mean. He's already in that discussion. I was the best player currently in the NBA. You know, is he superstar? Is he marketable? I don't see him a lot of commercials. I don't think he has a shoe. But like, like you know, LeBron or or uh, Curry. No, was, you see what I'm saying. Is it refreshing to have oh. kind of the the go? You know, there's Jimmy Butler and everybody else. There's Jokic and Murray and everybody else. It's not the super teams that we've seen in the past. I think super team is done. That's where I'm going with this. I think it's that's done. where I'm going with this. The, the last one was the the Nets with Kyrie, KD, and and Harden, and that's broken up. That was nice to see that fail, right? Because it's kind of like that's we're done doing this. Are we done doing this? I think so because I I, I think they've kind of finagled the salary cap around to where you only really have room for two. I mean, look at the teams that were left. Embiid and Harden. Now they've mixed in Maxi, but Maxi's not a—he's not up here yet, you know—to to be considered one of these guys that is a foundation of a quote-unquote super team. You know, it's Giannis and Middleton. You know, they—they—they they, they, they almost have one and then a couple of others, right? They don't even have two. They've got one, and then you got Holiday and Middleton, who are just to me a step below what we're talking about. You know, Clay and Steph, KD and Booker, Tatum and Brown. You know, it, mm-hmm. but it just does, it, it seems like we're completely away from that right now with, with, with three because I think what, what everybody's learned is, for instance, in Brooklyn, picking up, <clears throat> making that trade for Harden, 
disintegrated everything. From a bench standpoint, from you know, they, they just don't have any other complimentary players. They don't have any pieces that they can pay that can help if one of those guys, in, and in that case, a lot of times two of them weren't able to play. And so I, I think they're starting to figure out a little bit what they've done in the, in the NFL. It's not just a spending spree. Anymore. You have to pay attention to the rest of your roster. It's not. It, it is about the superstars in this league, to a certain extent, but it's also about guys like KCP, and Aaron Gordon, and Porter Jr. that make the difference between winning and losing. You know, I I, I don't think anybody would ever make the case that Draymond is a big a part of a big three. I don't think he's that. Mm-hmm. But I think a whole bunch of people can successfully make the case that Draymond Green might have been the most important part of that team because he was the one that allowed it to work because he didn't need the ball. He didn't need it. Yeah. And wasn't, you know, wasn't concerned if it came to him he might score, but he didn't he didn't have to have the ball in his hands. Clay didn't have to have the ball in his hands. And quite frankly, Steph didn't have to have the ball in his hands. And so that, but but Draymond to me was a hugely important part of that because he did the stuff that not all the all the superstars don't want to do, and was willing willing to do it. So yeah, I think you're right. I I I, I think that that era of three headed monsters is done, and I think that they finally got the the CBA rules in place that that sort of eliminate that. Or if you want to, uh, but if you want to try it again, you can, but. There's a blueprint out there for failure over the last handful of years. Yeah. So that I think I don't know if you said this in, in so many words. I think GMs are tired of it. Well, I think it just makes it so difficult to to be able to fill your team out. It does. It it it, it handcuffs you where you got to fill needs where you can find a guy that's maybe not a superstar, but they can help you here or help you there. Like well, I can't get that guy because I can't pay him because I got to pay these three guys. Yeah, and it's not working with these three guys, and they're so egotistical, and I can't tell them the guy's got to make it work. Quit wanting the ball all the time. You got to be. So, I think it's it's moving back to the old ways where, and 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 that being said, the old ways are we getting back to a more center centric team? See, that'll be interesting to see with the way Jokic is. But does it? I mean, I know he's huge. he's not. He's like a hybrid center. Yeah, right? he is. I mean, you you don't see anybody. You don't see Shaq out there anymore. And I don't know if you ever will. Just standing on the block on one side or the other, right? Right. Even him. I mean, he'll go post up, but he's a lot of times he's more up at the free throw area, getting the ball, distributing. You know what I mean? It's just, and then you know sometimes he'll kind of dive down there and get it, and then go to work in the paint. But it's it, it there, he's so much more multifaceted. Then just plop down on the block, put your hand up in the air, throw it to him, and back somebody in. Right. You know, and, and a lot of times when they do that with him, it's just to create shots for everybody else because he's such a great passer. And but he does command a double team, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like they're they're baiting the other team in to double team in him. So that he can get it out to and somebody gets a good look for three. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's like they don't even plan on him going in and scoring. Uh, because they know the double team's coming. That was great. It's uh, you know, I think it's a breath of fresh air to see a team 
um, like Denver, never been there, 47 years of existence. I just think it's cool to see it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, think, I, yeah. I, I like kind of that because it's not it's not something that happens a lot in the NBA where you get some new blood. feels like it's been LeBron or Steph. Yes. Whichever team LeBron was on was going to play Steph. Right. And for me, when I get to a finals, I've you know, there's those guys. And I'm like, oh, I can't stand these guys. I can't even watch them. Like, I don't dislike either of these teams. Is that weird to say? Like, I just go in as a fan – and I know I've said this before about other finals and championship games, but I can I can comfortably say I like both these teams. Yeah, even and it if, doesn't bother me for one winning or losing. It doesn't bother me, and I can sit down and enjoy it. Even if it's for Boston. all the reasons that we talked about just mm-hmm. then, with the end of the big three and the super teams, even though it's not L.A. and, and Celtics potentially, because it's these teams, I am. I am cool with it. And, yes, Boston, too. And even if it is Boston, it doesn't yeah, bother me. No. It, it, it doesn't because they kind of got the, the youth vibe, and they're not – they kind of aren't stuck in their ways with the egos like the like the older guys, like the LeBrons and the KD, that, that era right. of guys is. Hey, it's the Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Paul Jones Drug is located at 809 North Main Street right here in Elk City. Paul Jones is the oldest compounding pharmacy in town. Free local delivery, drive-through pickup. Also got curbside testing and vaccinations as well. We'll tell you all about Paul Jones Drug as we move along throughout the show. Coming up, ESPN put out a list of the top 75 college quarterbacks of the 21st century here in the 2000s. We'll tell you how that stacked up. Bill Connolly's list. Argued about next, right here on the Skinny Gun Sports. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug. 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with... With Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. That was Rodney Skinner. This is a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Thank you to Rodney and the gang down there at Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main. We've got the blister packs, which is the long term care unit packaging. They've also got convenience packaging. I just saw my wife's. She uses the pill caddy as kind of the Oh, her vitamins yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. I thought to myself, you know, it'd be a lot more convenient if you just had Rodney's convenient packaging. Will he do it for vitamins? I don't know. Might have to ask him about that. That way you can just tear off the label, swallow them down the hatch, and move on down life's path. Convenience packaging, that's exactly what it is. Individually packaging your daily meds so that you don't have to worry about filling up your pill caddy. You don't have to worry about getting the right dosages on the right day in your pill caddy they do all that for you and just you just open it and take it uh they've got durable medical equipment as well that's like walkers canes crutches wraps braces most insurances are accepted as well 809 north main that's paul jones drug right here in elk city okay jared bill Connolly. he's he's more of a numbers guy type writer yeah he came out yesterday with his top 75 college quarterbacks to this point 
in the 2000s. Now, when I first – have you looked at the list? Do you know how it goes? I've, I've glanced at it. I don't know the, how the, this is determined, so are you about to tell us how that's – I just when – you, when you hear that statement, who pops to your mind is, oh, I bet he's at the top of this list. Tim Tebow. Right? Seemed like the poster boy of the 2000s. couple titles and everything. So that's where I would go. Without looking at the list, if someone asked me. Plus to his perception. He's so loved by everybody. To the yeah. point we, everybody outside of Florida, got sick of every game day in the morning because there's about a 30-minute segment reserved for Tim Tebow. <laughs> right? What did Tim Tebow eat for breakfast before his big game against Mississippi State? So, yeah, I'd go Tim Tebow. What came to your mind immediately? Or who came to your mind immediately? Two names, Tim Tebow and who is number one. And number one is Baker Mayfield. Because you know it's a career award, not just a single season Mm -hmm. award. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know the list is going to be based on – what did they do for a career more heavily weighted than how, what was their best season? And I'm actually surprised that Tebow is as low as he is. And maybe once you actually look at the numbers, it makes sense that he is clear down. Where is he, number four? four. And, and, and the truth of it is, the guys in front of him, I mean, I think you can make the case that if you just look at his career numbers, his career numbers are better than Vince Young's. I mean, he threw for 9,200 yards. Vince threw for 6,000. He completed 66%. Vince completed 62. He threw for 88 touchdowns. Vince threw for 44. He threw 16 interceptions. Vince threw 28. He ran for 2,900 yards. Vince ran for 31. And then he had 57 rushing touchdowns. Vince had 37. Oh, yeah, he won a Heisman. Vince didn't. I'm actually surprised to he see. He won two titles. And he won two titles. Well, he won one title. Yeah, I see what you're saying. He was on the team for a second he title. Was, he was He was a big part of it, though. But, yeah. Eh, he ran in from a yard out and became a cult hero. And then turns out, then he won the Heisman in the worst season the Florida had while he was there. The 2007 season. They weren't what were they, like nine and three, ten and two. I mean, it was by far the worst season they had. And then, of course, won in two thousand eight and went all the way to the SEC title game and got beat by a champion Alabama. And then they went and just destroyed what Cincinnati or Hawaii or one of those back when those were making BCS bowls. I'm surprised that Tim Tebow isn't a little higher, but but that's how good Vince was for that one season in two thousand and five. Cam Newton's season, he's he is number two on this list literally for one year. For that 2010 year, which was off the charts. He might have been the best running back and the best quarterback all at the same time in college football that year. And then when you look at Baker Mayfield's stats, it is hard to argue he shouldn't be number one on this list if you're waiting career more than single season. He threw for 14,600 yards. That's almost double what, uh, I mean, it's more than double what Vince threw for. 
completed 69% through 131 touchdowns, ran for 1,000 yards. I think, I, I think if you it, – it's hard to do this in these lists. And I think people that will go, oh, my gosh, how the heck is Baker Mayfield number one are putting the NFL career in with the college career. Because if you just look at the college career, and it's hard to do this because you've seen what happens in the NFL. Yeah. But if you just put the college college football career underneath the microscope, it's hard to argue that Baker Mayfield hasn't been the best quarterback of the last 23 years. Because And, and here's – people will, will think, oh, there's no way that's true. But if you just look at college, and, and like I said, it's, it's impossible to do in this comparison, but you know, you, you realize Christian Leitner – had his his college career dwarfed what Michael Jordan did. Now that doesn't mean that Christian Leitner's a better player than Michael Jordan. If you just go head head to head, doesn't mean that Baker Mayfield's a better player than Joe Burrow. But he had a better career in college. Mm-hmm. He was a better college quarterback for longer than I think anybody in the two. I, I don't have a problem with him being number one on this list, but I know a bunch of people will. Well, th- yeah, because they'll laugh at it for for two reasons one because it's OU and they're not fans of OU there's always that 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 fanatic disdain for a team and and on that note because Baker Mayfield because people remember him grabbing his crotch against Kansas going crazy swirling his arms after a touchdown and the the planting the flag flag, all that stuff but take that all out of it Take take the interlocking O and U off the helmet and take the name off and you look at those stats. It's hard to argue against it. Absolutely hard to argue against it because it is a career reward. And where does the career stop? Because he was a number one pick. Does that help? You know, for for what he did, a team thought, "I want this guy number one. I want him." And that's what Cleveland did. But that it's hard to argue against. And uh, and I, I totally agree with you. Tim Tebow should be higher than Vince Young. Vince Young, a great player. One good season, one great season. Yeah, really, one and a half. One and a, yeah. He had one and a half where I mean, people think about two thousand and three. He was the starter. He went in the Cotton Bowl. And he got beat sixty-five to thirteen. And and at that and in that year, and even to start two thousand four, guess what happened in the Cotton Bowl again? He got shut out twelve nothing. At that point in his career, Vince Young, for all the hoopla coming out of high school and the clear physical gifts, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, that dude was. As talented a guy that's ever stepped foot on college on a college football field, you know what one. But he was a failure yeah. until the last half of the 2004 season. Obviously, he ended it up in the Rose Bowl against Michigan, which we thought might have been the best Rose Bowl performance ever until the next year yeah. against USC. And so, you know, he gets credit for that year, obviously, and really it ought to be about a year and a half. But that first year and a half was bad. Look at the. I mean, he threw 28 interceptions in. What? How many career starts? 30? 35? 40, maybe? I mean, that's... I mean, not even a 2-to-1 touchdown interception ratio for his career. That has to hurt him. And it, I know, to me, it should hurt him more to be behind Tebow. There are two plays about Vince Young that always stand out to me. Two of them. And the first one got my attention. The second one is an obvious one. The second one, obviously, the touchdown run against USC to win it all. The first one, remember in that game you spoke of against OU... Where he was sacked, they had him wrapped up, but he somehow, without stepping into a throw because he had two or three guys wrapped around his waist, and he just flings it with his arm about 20-plus yards down the field, gave his team a chance to get out of that jam, 
I went, whoa. See, I can remember in that game him being dead to rights almost for a safety, wiggling away and almost scoring a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. And then fumbled at the next play. You know, that was kind of Vince Young early on in his career. The spectacular was there, but the awful was there as well. And then once he kind of cleaned up, see, to me, the, the, the Michigan game was obviously like his coming out party of, okay, I really am this good. And then there was another play that I think cemented him in that 2005 season. And it was on the road at Ohio State. And he hit Lima Sweet in the corner of the end zone as time was dwindling down to win that game on the road. And that's when it was like, okay. Yep. This Texas team, like at that point, is when you kind of started looking at we've got these guys out here and we got these guys right here and we hope we get to see that game meaning USC and Texas like as soon as Texas won that game in the horseshoe it was like okay here we go if they can get over the I mean it seems funny to say after the game is over with the whipping they put in on the Sooners but if you think back to that 2005 game even though Texas was clearly the better team and it wasn't even close, there was still some people thinking, uh-oh, Oklahoma's won this game five in a row. Can Texas get over that hump? And then, of course, they did and smashed the Sooners and went on to to be right there um, at the end and, and win the national title. <coughs> I asked earlier, can you name me the all-time career passing yardage leader in the Power Five? Oh, boy. Is it Baker? It is not Baker Mayfield. Okay, it's not Baker. Is it uh, Is it Manning? Nope. I don't know. Who is it? Landry Jones. That I wouldn't believe. I would believe you. 16,646 passing yards. Because he played for about seven years. <laughs> yeah, well. We kind of thrust in that position because of the Sam Bradford injury. Was a consistent passer. I don't know what was his completion rate. 64. Not bad. You know, if, uh, he, to me, he, Bradford, and, and White kind of threw it down the field more than most of the other guys. I, I just thought that was interesting because you read his little bio. He's ranked 39th on this list, which mm-hmm. you can see why anytime you see a QBU right now, Oklahoma is quarterback university. They have four of the top 39 since 2000. And Heupel doesn't even count, almost, because of, you know, that last year. You could see why, obviously, Oklahoma has been as successful as they are once you look at this list, because of the quarterback play that they have enjoyed and been spoiled by, to where the all-time leading passer is an afterthought and, quite frankly, was a whipping boy by the fan base because he just wasn't Sam Bradford. Yep. But it turns out even the even the bad ones were pretty good. At that quarterback spot at OU. Here's a question. For one season, if this is a one-season list, who do you have at the top? Kyler Murray. Interesting. I mean, he had a phenomenal season. If you're asking me to pick one guy to run my team for one year, uh, that's where I'd start. So, for the year that he was at Oklahoma, he threw for 4,361 yards. He rushed for 1,478 yards and scored 54 
combined touchdowns. That's pretty hard to beat. I like on the text line, I would have went there next to, to Joe Burrow. I'd take Joe Burrow. I'd say, if, I didn't even look at the text line. I'd take Joe Burrow. Pick Kyler Murray off that team, put him on a team with the defense. Are they beatable? No. No. Joe Murray had a defense. Or Joe, Joe Murray. Joe Burrow had a defense. Yeah, not really. Not not what we're used to. Yeah. I mean, better than OU's, uh, better obviously. Than o- they had a pulse. Yeah. but That's where I'm getting. I mean, any kind of defense. He threw for 5,671 yards. 60 touchdowns and six picks. That's almost Vince Young's career. I'm, I'm dead serious. He's, he's 300 yards less, and he threw 16 more touchdowns in one year, Joe Burrow did, than Vince Young. And then you've got Cam Newton. Cam Newton's season. The yeah, stats aren't – here's the deal. It was just right before that explosion, right? I mean, OU was doing it in 2008 but it it hadn't quite gotten everywhere in 2010 like to me if cam newton has this season in 2015 these numbers are exponentially higher because of the way the game was played just you know just a couple of years after he left it's it's to me there's three and there's only three if you want to talk just single season and i don't put kyler there because of one huge thing he's missing that these other threes aren't that these other three aren't and that's winning the national title well yeah i think you got cam in 2010 vince in 2005 and joe burrow in 2019 because they finished it off where does caleb williams fit in this list if if this list is made next year where does he fit he would be Can I answer that with a with a question? Are we assuming he's back to back Heisman winner? Let's say let let's say give me a, give me his season. He's back to back Heisman winner leads USC to the national title. Top three. He's up there. He's up there. He's up there when his two full seasons were. Were Heisman winning seasons. He's going to get tons of credit for what happened last year, turning a four and eight team into a ten and three team, and then the next year, if he was able to to lead USC to the title while winning the Heisman, that puts him in a really yeah. high level of this. If he just has, you know, he, I think he's going to be in the top what ten or fifteen with just another really good season. I would propel him to 10, top 10, yeah. I mean, he's going to be in the mix. There's I'd no love doubt. to see his final stats. And they'll compile it from his time at OU. Oh, yeah. This is a career thing, cause, which is funny to me. You look at Kyler Murray and it says Texas A&M slash Oklahoma. You look at Jalen Hurts, who, by the way, is, uh, what, 13? Fifth? No, where is he at? Uh, he's on this list. Yeah, Jalen was down around 20-ish, 20-something-ish. Yeah, so Alabama slash... Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield. Although it says it in his little bio, started at Tech. Why don't they put Tech slash OU first? I think. <laughs> All right. So for comparison, Caleb so far, forty five hundred and thirty seven yards. So he would have to have a Joe, a Joe Burrow type season to get to ten grand. 
Which listen, he's not throwing. He's not throwing them. I mean, he can. He's right. His game calls for him not to throw it that much. He can throw it. He can run it too. Oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! This was. This is not his career. Mm. This was just last year. Sorry. Okay, here we go. Okay, so he has completed basically 66%. He's thrown for 6,400 yards. So he's going to get to 10,000 easily. And he's thrown 63 touchdowns against nine interceptions. So if he just has what he had last year, which was 67% completion, 4,500 yards, 42 touchdowns, and five picks while running for, oh, darn it. That's a click. Anyhow, I mean, he's he's ran for just a shade over 800 yards in two years, scored 16 touchdowns. Yeah, he's going to be in the top 10. Just where in the top 10 will depend on, I think, more team success than anything. Because he's not going to be able to get way, you know, outside of Baker. And Baker's stats are just so overwhelming that it's hard to keep him out of the top spot because he played so long, you know? Mm -hmm. But in order to kind of move up that, he's going to have to get a title, I think, to be able to really get toward that top five or even higher. Because that's one thing that everybody else on that list has is a title. What, from two all the way down to through seven? They have at least one. So I, I think it's interesting to see where he'll end up on the list. All right, well, look at the time. Oh, wow. Holy Moses. I'm going to wrap this up. We better wrap it up. We're going to take a break, come back, tell you more about Paul Jones' drug and put a nice, neat little bow on this list, or on this show, I guess. Skinny on Sports right here on The Sports Animal. Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. We may have to pick apart this list a little bit further down. <laughs> I just see if we can't uh, get some other flavor in here. Hey, by the way, Paul Jones Drug, I mentioned all the medical stuff. They also have a bunch of gifts and greeting cards. Been a, been a perfect time to go down there. If you're kind of lagging behind on the graduation gift. Go down there. Yeah. All kinds of cool stuff uh, that, that can be useful for yeah. a graduating senior in college. Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main. Care you can trust with free delivery right here in the Elk City area. Well, what else you got, Jared? Man, I don't know. Got it all covered. Question, where's Lamar? Eighth, I believe. Scrolling, scrolling. Yeah, eight. So here's the top ten. Baker, one. Cam, two. Vince Young, three. Tebow, four. Joe Burrow, five. Deshaun Watson, six. Kyler Murray, seven. Lamar Jackson, eight. 
Marcus Mariota, 9. Robert Griffin third, number 10. That was the top 10 on, on Bill Connolly's list. You know, I, I was actually a little bit surprised. The name at number 12, I was surprised not to see in the top 10, Colt McCoy. Yeah. You know, with his, I think at one point he was the all-time leader in completion percentage, 112 touchdowns, 45 picks, threw for 13,000 yards. You wonder how much how much different it might have been if he gets to finish that game in the Rose Bowl against Alabama. Not only for his team, not only for what became of both sides, but then for, for his legacy in a thing like this. Not having that chance to finish out with the title. Won 45 games as a starter. I mean, that I, I, I am, I, honestly... Colt McCoy versus Robert Griffin as a college quarterback. Mm. It's a pretty tough one. Yeah, it is. It's a pretty tough one. But uh, some other names. Bradford was 15. You mentioned uh, Jalen Hurts. He was 25. I wonder how much. I wonder how much credit in the back of Bill Connolly's mind Jalen Hurts gets for what he did at Philly this year. That's uh, interesting. I think he gets more credit for the college thing. I mean, do you, for you really – For, for <clears throat> what he did at Alabama, being benched, moving on, and then having the, the season he had at OU. What's he better than Jason White? Uh, st- without looking at the stats, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, just statistically he was. 9,500 yards, 80 touchdowns, 20 picks. And a, a, a different time, obviously, for Jason. Yeah. You no, know, Jason was won the Heisman, finished third in another vote. Did win the Heisman. Led his team to two BCS title, title games. Jalen Hurts' team got to the playoffs twice, title game once, with him leading it. And then the next year, too, led him back. Before you came to OU, it's an interesting debate. I was telling you off the air. I am surprised that Mason Rudolph is as low as he is, at fifty-six. He threw for four, uh, thirteen thousand yards, and for if you if you compare, you know, at the time that he was playing. You know, Oklahoma State won ten games every year. He was the quarterback, or the last three years he was the quarterback. Finished in the AP Top 20 all three seasons. And to only be 56, you know who's right behind him? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you know, I was wondering where he was at. <laughs> 57. I was wondering where he was at. Ooh, Sam with a hot take. What's that? Colt McCoy better than Vince Young. I'll let you two hash that one out. I think there's one thing that trumps that. A national title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, neither one the Heisman. I think those carry a lot of weight. <clears throat> and that being said, but the numbers aren't there statistically, but he did win a well, – when did this start? 2000 and beyond. There's no hype on this list. Yeah, he's mentioned in the write-up ahead he, of it. He had a he had a national title, but the numbers weren't flashy. 
Well, it seemed like they were at the time. Oh, sure. You know? Well, for OU's running standards before the air raid came in, this was mind-blowing. What what, is he doing? What is he? Oh, my goodness. They're throwing it all over the place. Here's what's crazy is to go back and look at Heupel's stats. You know, when people say, oh, who's the best quarterback Bob Stoops had? And people will say Heupel because he won the national title. There is no chance he was the best quarterback that Bob Stoops had. Now, he was the one that won it all. And that does carry weight. There's no doubt about that. There's that that carries weight. And then there's just the fact he had an undefeated season and he just won games. And he came at the time when OU fans actually weren't spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. For the first time since World War II. Yeah. Kind of hungry not to be terrible. Yeah. Let's just win seven games, guys. Let's go. Yeah. And then he let him. I mean, I think it it was such a surprise what happened that year in 2000. But, I mean, you go back and look at his stats and you just go watch him play versus what came later. Talent, I mean, just from a pure yeah. talent perspective. There, but that's that's kind of how this list is, though, right? Yeah, there's so much. That's For me, that's where I'm going is, you know, are we weighing it by hardware and stats or by wins and grit and determination? And you have you, to have the stats. You clearly you, you have, have to, to have, have the stats. stats. Yeah. Because that that's what makes, I think, a college quarterback and, and the college football game so great is just those storylines. Like, man, that guy is a winner. Look, that is a college – you know, you hear that term a lot. That's a college quarterback. He is a good college quarterback. Look well, at him rally up his team. And Baker Mayfield was that great college quarterback because of everything I said. And but I he had the stats to back it up. Yeah, and, and I don't think there's any doubt his story and what happened helps him yeah. subconsciously in people's minds thinking about his career. The fact that he walked on twice – he yeah. walked on to two different programs. Yeah. And had success at both. I, I certainly think that that helps him. But that college football guy storyline, look at Josh Heupel. Is it Snow College? Where? Mm-hmm. Juco? What? Comes into the University of Oklahoma and the rest is history. Didn't have the stats, but he had the wins and he has a trophy. Yeah. Here's, I got a text. Huge OU crowd at the Independence Bowl in 1999. Would be a pretty sparse crowd now. Yes, it would. If it, if yeah, OU yeah, went to the yeah, Independence Bowl, yeah. it's exactly the, the right. Perception has changed. It's yeah. Exactly right. All right, that'll do it for a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Thank you to Rodney and the gang at Paul Jones Drug Care you can trust. Right here in Elk City, Coach Maynard coming up on Thursday. Tell us about spring game, how spring practice has been, and that sort of thing. We good to catch up with him ahead of the summertime. Everybody have a great Tuesday. It's been the Skinny on Sports right here on the Sports Animal. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust.